The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Hey, welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast Thursday edition. Patrick Allen here, as always, going to get you ready for a big game this weekend. The Chiefs have, they're going to New York, Sunday night football. Actually, they're going to New Jersey to play the New York Jets. Big game for the Chiefs, big game for the Jets. Their season is on life support after the injury to Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get into all that. We've got some news for you. Our guy, Matt Verderam, will be joining me in a little bit from Sports Illustrated. He is just on his way to Green Bay to cover Thursday night football. So, man's on the road. He's going to have to make a pit stop to get on the pod. Um, shout out to everybody. Uh, yeah, he's about to. Producer Richard t- tells me that Matt's about two miles away from his Wi Fi spot. So, he'll be with us shortly um, and we'll get you guys all set, rocking and rolling. Um, couple news bits for you that are important Nick Bolton. Still not practicing. Uh, He's got an ankle injury. Um, Obviously, he was out last week for the game against the Bears. So it's been about 10 days since Nick Bolton has practiced. Look, he's so important to what the Chiefs do on defense. I I don't know the details. I don't know if it's a high ankle sprain, but he's still healing up. Andy Reid has said he's day-to-day. So Chiefs are being really cautious with him. It's probably not looking good for him on Sunday night. It's Thursday. Sometimes, guys, if they can get back by that Friday practice, they're usually good to play. But if not, I think the Chiefs are like they did a really smart thing in the offseason, which was sign a guy like um, Drew Tranquil. So you've got Leo Chanel, you've got Willie Gay Jr., you've got Drew Tranquil out there. He's did a great job wearing the green dot against the Bears. You're going up against the Jets team, which, and we're going to get into this in a little bit, and we can be frank, not particularly scary offensively with Zach Wilson at quarterback. They will like to run the ball in this game, but if I'm the Chiefs, I'm being careful with Willie, uh, with, uh, with Nick Bolton. I'm not rushing him back in a game against a team that it's not a division game. It is a conference game, but it's, it's a game that you, the Chiefs should be able to win without Nick Bolton. And we could see a game maybe a little bit similar to that Bears game. Obviously, the Jets have a little bit better of a defense than Chicago. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's the big news off the top. Um, additionally, Chris Jones was limited with a groin injury. I think he only played a handful of snaps against the Bears. They're being cautious with him as well. Not surprising that he's tweaked something a little bit after sitting out of training camp. A groin injury, something you don't want to mess around with. So the Chiefs should be careful with him as well. But that defense still looks stout, did a great job against that pathetic Chicago Bears offense. And uh, in case you didn't catch this earlier in the week, the Chiefs placed Prince Tigo Wanongho on IR with a torn quad. He was the first kind of backup right tackle that they had. They put him in a couple times when the Juwan Taylor penalty stuff was going on. So it's kind of an underrated loss for the Chiefs. We didn't get to see him in extended action, but now the attention turns back to rookie Wanye Morris, who is going to have to step up. He's been inactive for the last uh, for all the games this year, I believe. So, you know, that tells you a little bit about where the Chiefs think he is on the depth chart. But now he's going to have to step up because the Chiefs are going to need that depth with Prince over to IR. Before we get to our preview of the game, I got to let you guys know about one more piece of business here, which is our uh, latest betting partner, uh, DraftKings. They have upped their sign-up offer to kick off football season, so new users can place a $5 first bet instantly and claim $200 in bonus bets, plus $150 back in bonus bets if your team loses. All you have to do is sign up with our code, Arrowhead, 
Using our code Arrowhead not only gets you great bonuses, but also directly supports this podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure to use the code Arrowhead to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in a legal gambling state. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check out the episode description for terms of the offer to see if you qualify. It really, really helps us. I can't tell you how much, and we really appreciate your support. So check that out. All right, let's start talking some Chiefs. Now, before we get to this uh, game preview here, I thought it would be fun to do a little bit of a game, and I need your help for this because Verderam is late. And uh, we're going to be buying or selling, okay? So so let me know in the chat. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I want you to tell me if you're buying or selling based on that question. I'll give you my opinion as well. All right, so let's kick it off. Buying or selling, Rasheed Rice will have a better season than Sky Moore. Rasheed Rice will have a better season than Sky Moore. Are you buying or selling on this one? I think this... I think I've got some good ones on this list, but I think this one might be the the most difficult for me to answer because those two were that you know they've had their their moments um, and their moments of struggle in this young season, but they're doing uh, they're doing a little bit better recently. But that last game, and I talked about this on the post game show, I thought Rasheed Rice really flashed in that last game, and he was reminding me of what Juju Smith Schuster brought to this team. So right now, Sky Moore has seven receptions for 112 yards. Rasheed Rice has 10 receptions for 108 yards. Sky Moore has 13 targets. Rasheed Rice has 14 targets. And they each have a tutty. Um, so I, I'm buying on this one. I think Sky Moore is really good. He's going to get a lot of, of snaps. But I think as the season goes on here, Sky Moore is getting more snaps than Rasheed Rice. But when Rasheed Rice gets in there, Mahomes is going to him almost immediately. So I think as the season goes on, there's some trust built up there. I think Rasheed Rice is going to pull ahead. So I'm buying on Rasheed Rice. Let's see what you guys have to say. Uh, Jonathan Boyd says, yes, the juju roll. Stacy says, sell. Moore is going to play way more snaps. Stacy might be right here. It just it, It's a volume thing. And Sky Moore ends up having the bigger season. But I like the way that 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 Patrick Mahomes seems to be right. So Matt Verderin from Sports Illustrated joins us. Man, pulled off on the side of the road just to be here with you all. How you doing, Verderin? I'm doing good. I'm sitting at a Culver's right now. And oh. uh, so everybody at Culver's is going to get this podcast uh, front and center. You, you're going to get a cement mixer live on the air? My father's getting one right now as we speak. Yeah, yeah, so. He is uh, going to watch the game tonight as a fan, and I'm going to work it up in Lambeau. That's, has your old man ever been to Lambo? He has not. Have you ever been to Lambo? I've been in the locker room twice, uh, OTAs and training camp. I have never been there for a game. Uh, it's going to be uh, should be an interesting one tonight. Um, Packers getting some guys back. I'm excited to watch that one. So Matt, right now we're doing buy or sell, yep. and we're going through a series of questions. So the one I just asked the group, and they're 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 sounding off right now in the in the comments. Are you buying or selling? Is Rasheed Rice Rasheed Rice is going to have a better season than Sky Moore? Buying or selling? Um, I think I think he's going to end up being a better player than Sky Moore. He's a rookie. I'll uh, I'll, I'll buy it. I actually think he's going to have a better year. Now I will say this: you know, there's a world where Rice ends up being a better player, but Moore's a second year guy, and so they just they trust more a little bit. Uh, you know, no pun intended, more. But I'll, I'll buy it. I think Rice by the end of the year is going to be a really, really, really big part of the offense. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you on that. I was buying as well. A lot of people are selling, I think, just based on the volume thing. Um, Stacy points out, my man, we got to get Stacy on as, as, a, as a producer. He's getting, yeah. he's getting, he's more currently has 134 snaps. Rice currently has 71 snaps. Uh, to wit, Stacy, they have about the same amount of targets. So in, just interesting food for thought. Um, I think there's a trust level there with, with Rice. It's going to be interesting to see. All right, next up. Buying or selling Verderam, Patrick Mahomes will work his way into the MVP conversation after a sluggish start, statistic-wise. Oh, my God, I'll buy that. I mean, <laughs> you know at some point, right? By the way, I like that the TV's, like, right over my shoulder here. So, Culver's yeah. just getting free. I mean, really, you should charge. Yeah. Um, listen, no, I'm, I'm buying that. I mean, you know, you know at the end of the year, he's going to have 4,800 yards and 37 touchdowns, and they're going to be 13-4. and four. Like, that. 
you'd be a fool not to buy on that, right? I mean, how could you not? Plus, you know that it's a quarterback award at this juncture, right? It would take 2,000 yards out of a receiver or a running back to even be in the conversation. Yeah. Or 20-plus sacks for a defender. So, yeah, I mean, do I think Mahomes is going to be a top three quarterback this year? Yeah, he is every year. So, yeah, I, I would buy that. Will he win it? I don't know. But I'd buy him absolutely being in the conversation. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are like – they're like the fifth-ranked offense, which is – Kind of astounding Crazy. considering they got atrociously by their <laughs> yeah, stand. Two games. Two yeah. games. So, um, yeah, really good job by the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm buying on that. I think most of our, our our listeners and viewers out there are buying as well. But it's an interesting thing to ponder is could this be just one of those sort of meh years for Mahomes? Well, obviously, meh for him is brilliant for most anybody else. But he, he sets a high bar, right? So it's difficult yeah. for for him sometimes uh, and he gets and it's also he's going to get overlooked always by the shiny new object right so everybody wants Tua to win it they want somebody else to win it other than Mahomes but uh we'll see if he goes over my dead body this year and tries to go back to back yeah it's uh it's a it's a fool's bet to think like oh he won't be in the, the mix he's always in the mix now again does he win it well who knows I mean every, every year you're gonna have their different narratives different stories guys play better guys play worse guys get hurt but he'll be there. I mean, he's going to be in that conversation as long as he's healthy. Um, all right. Next up, Trent McDuffie will make an all-pro team. Buying or selling? This year or in his career? This year. I'll sell that. I think he's a terrific player. But to make an all-pro team as a corner, you got to be one of the top four guys. That is – I'm not even saying he's not, but that's just a hard thing. I mean, Sauce Gardner's going to make it if he's healthy. You know, Ramsey's not going to because he's obviously missing most, if not all the year. Um Sertan probably makes it. So then it's like, all right, there's two guys, right? Does he beat out Slay in Philadelphia? Does you know, does he does he beat out a guy like Reek Woolen out of Seattle, who was a pro bar as a rookie last year? You know, very possibly. But it's just hard. I mean, that's a hard thing. I think he's gonna be making a pro bowl this year. But all pro, you gotta have that cachet. Does he have that yet? Now, the the good side for McDuffie is you're gonna play a lot of primetime games. And if he plays great in those games, that's where you make your money. That's where you start. People start talking about you nationally. So he'll have a, he'll have a chance. But I'll I'll say Pro Bowl this year, All Pro at some point. I don't know if it's this season. I do believe he's leading the team in tackles right now, and he had he that first fumble against the Bears. So he's off to a good start. Stacy makes a good point. He says, sell. I don't think he has the name value league wide yet. He'll definitely exactly. be All Pro caliber, and we know that. We saw that with Creed Humphrey his his rookie year, right? Didn't have yeah. the, the name recognition. I'm going to go buy on this one. I'm buying because I think, and I think the key for Trent McDuffie is that the Chiefs defense has to keep playing like this all season long. If this Chiefs defense continues to be, you know, top top three, top that's five, fair. that's going to give him the the launch point. He's going to be the one, one of the ones responsible for it. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. If they finish like top five in the league defensively and their pass defense is just unbelievable. Now, I will say this. Even when the Chiefs aren't in prime time, they have a lot of those like 425 games that are essentially prime times. They're like standalone nationally. Yeah. Games like against Buffalo and Cincinnati. If he shuts down Jamar Chase, if he shuts down Stephon, then yeah, then all bets are off. Then absolutely he could be there. But he's just, he's got to be, you know, Sauce Gardner was a top five overall pick. Sertan was a top, top you know, a top 10 pick. It's, that shouldn't matter, but it matters early in the guy's career. It just does. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter the more you go on because then it's like, look, this guy is who he is. But early on, that stuff matters. And McDuffie was a first-round pick, but he was you know, 22nd overall, I believe, 21st, 22nd. So um, so I think he's going to make the Pro Bowl. Does he make All-Pro? I think it's close. But he's played like an All-Pro to this point. Yeah, he's been terrific. Okay, a couple more here. Buying or selling, Kadarius Tony will slip into a gadget role rather than be a steady receiving option. Uh, he might. So I'll actually buy it because I think that the train's kind of starting to leave the station here with this. Like, you got to get on the field, man. got to be healthy. We've gone over this over and over and over. and Like, he's never on the field. You know, last week, played two snaps. Toe hurts. He's out for the game. You know, week one he played, but, like, you know, maybe shouldn't have played. And he missed all of training camp with the knee injury. It's not necessarily his fault, but some guys just, they have issues staying healthy. And Kadarius Tony. Has been healthy. Has been healthy, and it, frankly, see what you want about Justin Watson. Guy plays, and Mahomes trusts him. Yeah. You know, Rasheed Rice. Mahomes throws him the ball. He, he's throwing him the football. Obviously, we have you know Kelsey is Kelsey. MVS. You know he's going to finish with seven hundred yards, five touchdowns. Like 
yeah, I think there's a chance that Tony and, and maybe part of that is to help him stay healthy. Maybe part of that is like, look, get him to January. Right. But yeah, yeah I mean, I think that's a real thing at this point. Like, I don't know that you can stay on the field. I, I agree. I'm buying as well. I think at this point, until proven otherwise, your best bet is to keep try to keep this guy healthy, play yep. him in limited snaps and packages. And, you know, maybe occasionally throughout the course of a season, he has a game where he goes off for 130 yards because he is that talented. But until he's able to actually stay on the field, why bother? I mean, you saw what he was able to help them do in the in the playoffs last year and in the Super Bowl. That's when you're going to need a guy like that. Keep your Ferrari in the garage in the wintertime, and uh, hopefully it can get you where you need to go come summer. That's that's my opinion on Kadarius Tony. And look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's just been a bunch of freak things and he gets out there and, and just wrecks these guys. But um, so far, there's no evidence that that's going to be the case. Um, okay, uh, next question. Buying or selling, Justin Watson will continue to be the Chiefs' leading receiver. Can't believe it. I never thought I'd say that, but here we are. No, I'd sell that. I'd sell that. I, I think, though, I do think he's going to be Barry Nichols a year ago. Um, I don't want to risk uh, you know, my Wi-Fi slowing down here with my Culver's free Wi-Fi, so I'm not going to look it up right now. But I think yeah. didn't Justin Watson last year have like 300 yards? Is that about right? No, no. That sounds okay. right. I mean, he's already got, what, 150 this year? So yeah, so he's I, he's gonna be that number. I mean, he's going to get fit. Now, do I think he's gonna have seven hundred yards? I don't know. But he might have five hundred, might have five fifty. So yeah, I mean, he's he's gonna be better. Now, do I think he's gonna finish with more than MBS? No. Do I think he's gonna finish? I don't think he's gonna finish more than than Rice. Uh, more, maybe, maybe not. I mean, more to his credit, you know, he's had some plays this year. So I think he's going to be much better than he was a year ago. I don't think he's going to lead their receivers in yards. I think he's going to be like third or fourth. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm I'm selling as well. He's he's a nice piece, and he's really stepped up for them early in the year. But you would venture to guess that as Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice get more of these kinds of reps, Kelsey's back. He'll kind of revert back to that that occasional yeah. splash play role that that he's been successful at in Kansas City so far. Um, Back into the chat, Stacy says he's selling. Um, Tom Hood says he sells. Brian Gale selling. Rice will catch him by week eight, um, maybe sooner than that if he if he has another game like he did against Chicago. Okay, next question: Travis Kelsey buying or selling? Travis Kelsey has ninety five yards receiving this year, but will once again eclipse one thousand yards buying or selling? I'll buy that. I'll buy it because we all know Kelsey's going to have like a stretch where he has like four hundred yards in three games. So yeah, yeah I'll buy it. Um, I thought week two, he wasn't totally healthy. You could kind of see in his, not even so much like in his gait, but just he wasn't explosive. You could kind of tell he was a little cautious. I thought he looked like Kelsey week three. I thought he looked really good in that game. Just his movement, his fluidity, just the way he played. And and now, look, now he's got to show up and show off every game because Taylor Swift is apparently following him around the country now. So, I mean, it, this is where we're at with the Chiefs, by the way. They've become America's team. The Cowboys can move on over. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think he's still going to have 1,000 yards. I, I still think at the end of this thing, he's going to be, you know, 95 catches and 1,100-plus yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, it's who he is. It's who he is. As long as he's healthy, he'll be there. Yeah, and it's kind of a weird season for him, right? You know, he misses the game. Then he comes back. He's getting eased back in. Then they yep. play the Bears and just curb stomp them. So they're sitting in the fourth quarter. So if right. he hits it's home, like half of a football game. I mean, yeah. Weird. Yeah. 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 These guys are going to heat up. He's still, he, he's still got plenty of games to catch up. Stacy says, bye, bye, bye. Especially if these young guys keep evolving, they'll take the pressure off him. Everybody's yep. on by with Kelsey, Gary, Easton, Tom, everybody's buying. Uh, last one of these, the Miami buying or selling the Miami dolphins are the biggest threat to the chiefs in the AFC. I'm going to sell it with a caveat. If Burrow's calf isn't right, then I would buy it because I think they're better than Buffalo, and I think they're better than Jacksonville. Um, I I have a problem with Buffalo in the playoffs. Buffalo in the playoffs has been a mess. The Dolphins, I think they can present problems with just their speed. I mean, they're so fast. But if the Bengals are healthy and Burrow's right, they're, they're still the biggest challenge to the Chiefs because of the way they play defensively. See, yeah. the problem I have with Miami against Kansas City is Kansas City just outscore them. They can just get in one of these games with the Chiefs. Just go, listen, we're going to play good enough defense to hold you to 24 points. 
Do you think Miami's holding them to 24 points? Like, I, I, that's that's the problem I have with it. I have faith in Spagnolo that he will stop them to some extent. He may not just, like, stop them in their tracks, but he'll slow them down. I don't think Miami can slow Kansas City down. That's where I think. But, but they look great, and they have a big game in Buffalo this weekend. If they go out and they dominate against Buffalo, I think then you'll look at it and go, all right, well, you know, now they're off and running in that division. They, you know, the funny thing is, though, in the NFL, they lose this weekend to Buffalo, they're in second place. Like it just changes so damn fast in the National Football League. Yeah, we've got we've got some buys on this one. We've got some sells. Tom Hood says sell. I don't think the Dolphins will be the same in December and January. And that's the thing. What do you think, Bertram? Is this obviously that they have the outlier game with the seventy points and all that? But sure. we know they're explosive on offense. But you know, Tua had the injuries last year. As the season went on and and Tua wasn't playing, teams kind of figured out what the Dolphins were doing. They were still explosive and they were still able to put up points, but it kind of all fell apart. Now they've got Tua back. Is this a team that you see being able to sustain great offense with Tua at quarterback, given that we've seen a limited, limited sample size of him with these kinds of weapons? Will they fall off or will they be able to keep it going? I mean, I don't think they're going to score 70 again. So I think that's a safe bet. Look, I think they're going to be very good. I mean, the question with Tua is, can he stay healthy? But if he's healthy, then, yeah, I think they're going to be fine. Um, I think they're going to be a top three offense in the NFL this year. I mean, that, here's the one thing I'm curious with Miami. And I go, on a, uh, I go on a show down there every week, and we talk about the Dolphins for half an hour. And I I said this the other day, and I don't, I don't think I made too many friends with this, but I was like, look, at some point, some team is going to figure out a way to slow them down. Just talk. Whether they play a bunch of deep shell coverages or they decide to get up and play man or they decide to say, hey, look, you know, we're going to let you run the ball. A lot of what has happened to the Chiefs, right? Like that kind of thing. The Dolphins are going to have to execute really well in the red zone because that's what this is going to become. Teams are just going to say, fine, get to the 20-yard line. Screw it. Don't care, right? And you're going to have to execute inside the 20. And the one problem I, I do worry about with the Dolphins, they are not big. Waddle's not big. Hill's not big. That offensive line is the Achilles heel of that offense. It is not a very good offensive line. And so you can have all the speed in the world, but when you get down inside the 20, especially inside the 10, your speed doesn't matter as much. You've got to be able to really, really execute, and you got to have size. And there's a reason when the Chiefs would get in the red zone, where do they go to? They went to Watkins and Kelsey forever. They're big. So that's my concern for the, for the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are fantastic. I picked them to win the AFC East. I believe in them. But I do think that Miami's got to keep that in mind. If the first two games of the year, they had two turnovers in the red zone against the Chargers, but still beat them because they're the Chargers. And then they have the game against New England. They scored 24 points in that game. Like, if New England is an offense, New England wins. So I think the Dolphins are very good. I do not think they're unbeatable. I do not think they're going to go 15-2. and And I think when the Chiefs play them, the Chiefs have the defensive skill to really give them some problems. Because one thing the Chiefs can do on D, they can run. The Chiefs can fly defensively. Like they're gonna they're gonna be there. I'm fascinated by that game. Yeah, they're a really interesting team. I'm I'm excited for the game against the Chiefs, and I'm just excited to see how they navigate a whole season with that lineup. We know the NFL. You you can be up now, and then by the end of the year, it's just not working out anymore. A lot of things change, but they've been impressive, particularly running the ball with with guys that you know Mostert's had trouble staying healthy, but he's looked good when he's been able to be on the field, and now he's in a system with all of these weapons. They got a, a young guy back there, an A chain. I mean, they're they're an exciting team. R- reminds you a little bit of the 2018 Chiefs, or just so track me out there. Yep. So we'll we'll see if they've got uh, we'll see if they've got what it takes. As we know, it's it's not easy. Okay, well, we got a big game coming up this week: Chiefs at Jets. The the universe refuses to let Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick. Do you think we'll ever see Mahomes versus Rodgers? No, because. Not seeing it tomorrow, or you're not seeing it Sunday. And next year, they're not slated to play each other unless they finish in the same spot in the division. I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess that the Chiefs aren't going to finish third or fourth where the Jets are going to finish. Yeah. So we're not seeing them next year. And do you think Rodgers is playing past that? I don't. So, um, no, I do not think we'll ever see that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's it's a bummer. I was excited, I, you know, every time that I thought those two teams were going to play I, I, because we were really fortunate that we got to see Mahomes and Brady play a bunch of times playing yeah. a Super Bowl. I mean, that, you know, that's one of those things that it wasn't fortunate to see the Super Bowl itself. But no. Yeah, the match was nice. no, no, I've tried to block the Super Bowl out of my mind. So um, let's set the, let's set the stage here for, for, for Chiefs Jets, even though there won't be an Aaron Rodgers here. Uh, this one is Chiefs minus nine. So big time favorites on the road 
huge in prime time yep. against a team that has trouble scoring. The over under in this game is is forty one and a half. I think in most of those points, they assume are going to come from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Jets are one and two. They beat the Bills in in Week One in a weird game where the where I think Allen threw three interceptions. And uh, after that, and and, they, and the Jets were able to run the ball in that one. But after that, it's been all downhill. They lost thirty to ten to Dallas and fifteen to ten to New England. Boy, this is uh, this is starting to look a little ugly on paper now. The Jets do have a good defense, but I want to ask you, Verderam, will the will the Chiefs? Uh, the Jets have 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 not been able to stop the run the last two weeks. Both Dallas and New England ran all over these these guys. I think they're giving up. 129 yards per game on the ground. Is that how you think the Chiefs will attack this defense when we know that the strength of the team is is their secondary? I think the Chiefs are going to be fairly conservative on offense in this game because you're looking across the field going, they can't score. They cannot score. Why would you take a chance of, you know, whatever, you know, a pick or uh, a play where, you know, you could have a big negative play, a sack or something like that? For what reason? Why? Yeah. The Jets can't score a point. If you're the Chiefs and you got a punt, and they got 80 yards. Who cares? You're getting the ball back. I mean, I, the Jets are so limited on offense. I just this to me has got to be for the Chiefs to actually lose this game. It's got to almost be like that Colts game a year ago where they just, for the lack of a better term, just pissed down their leg for 60 minutes. I mean, I just don't see it. Look, I think if you're the Chiefs, you're not afraid to throw. Obviously, I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes, but I think yeah, early in the game, if you can just run the ball, that's fine. You know, I mean, run the ball, get in good situations. I think you stay away from Gardner in the game. Just say, throw it to Kelsey, throw it to the other side of the field, throw it to the backs. I think it's a very hard game for the Jets. And by the way, I think the Jets' defense, while they're good, I think it's a little bit overrated. Like, if you really look at their defense, Quinton Williams is awesome. Sauce Gardner is awesome. And DJ Reed is a nice second corner, very good second corner. After that, I don't know. I mean, do they have an edge rush that really scares the hell out of you? Like, it, it's it's they're fine. Like, they're good. But I don't – I don't look at the Jets' defense and go, "Oh my God! Like, how can they score?" I don't. I don't feel like that at all. And by the way, last year when they played a defense like that, which was Denver's defense, as bad as Denver was, the Chiefs let them up like a Christmas tree. Like, yeah. I just, you know, and and actually, the better example is when they played the Niners, and they scored a million points. I mean, the Niners' defense is way more talented than the Jets' defense. So, yeah, I think you try to run the ball, you know, play action pass stuff like that. But I, this also has to capacity for the game this game to be you know i'm trying how to word this you lived in new york i grew up there like if this game gets off to an ugly start for the jets this thing could go downhill in a major way a major way we're like we see tim boyle in second quarter yeah yeah i would not be surprised that happens yeah and they just uh i mean this is the team that just tried just signed trevor simeon it's not good it's not good um so Look, we talked about the Jets secondary, which which is talented. Do you think the Chiefs receivers who we called the Bears game a get right game for the Chiefs? That's exactly what happened. They they look like they're themselves on offense for really the first time all year. Do you think the Chiefs young receivers might take a little bit of a step back in this game because of the talent in the Jets secondary and the way the Chiefs might approach offense? Like you could see a game where, you know, Kelsey has 112 yards receiving, but everybody else is kind of pathetic. <laughs> with their stats. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's – I don't know that I feel that would be pathetic because I could also see a game, quite honestly, where the Jets basically quit about midway through the third quarter. I mean, I could see this being one of these things where Zach Wilson is like four of nine for 30 yards and the, and they're down 20 to nothing at halftime and the Jets are just like, screw this. I, yeah. This is That is the biggest risk this week for Robert Sala is if you play this whole game with Wilson and they're getting handled – at some point, you're going to have guys in that, that sideline going, what are we doing? What are we doing? We have no chance to win this game. We're on national television. We're getting humiliated in our own building. God knows getting booed off the field in that scenario. Like, what are we doing? And that's, to me, the biggest fear for them. But as far as the Chiefs receivers go, I mean, I think the Chiefs – you know that Andy's never scared to throw the football. So I would expect this to be a game where they run the ball some. Kelsey has a bigger game. But I also think, yeah, you're going to have a couple of receivers who probably have 60 yards, 70 yards. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Hall starts returning yards in this game. Now, there's also the other side of that where if they're up like they were against the Bears, I mean, who knows? Maybe Mahomes is, is just completely throttling it down after halftime, right? I mean, that, that's possible too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is a team that you know, the Chiefs are trying to still make sure they're right on offense, and they, they certainly got right last week. But I could see the Chiefs going out there and saying, let's keep 
pedal to the metal. Let's keep it rolling, right? And yeah. you know, when they do that, they have a tendency to really rack up yardage and points. And Gonzo, uh, our guy Gonzo, made a really interesting comment in the chat and said, you know, the Jets' defense is good, but they're on the field the majority of the game. They're going to get gassed. And that right. could be very much what we see. You could see a game where early on they get a few stops with the Chiefs, but they can't move the ball. And then they just the Chiefs just wear them down. Chiefs run the ball. This makes interesting stats about the Chiefs as they head into this game. Uh, the Chiefs are currently sixth in the NFL in defensive yards allowed yep. with 280 per game, and they're going up against a team. So this is a bad. This is this is a recipe for a very similar situation to what you had in Chicago, uh, playing Chicago last week. They have DJ Moore, who's a good receiver. The Jets have Garrett Wilson. Doesn't matter because the quarterback can't get him the ball. Can't can't do anything. I, I would argue that with the exception of week one where Brees Hall kind of went off against Buffalo, just didn't look ready to play. The Jets haven't even really been running the ball that well with Dalvin Cook yeah, and Brees Hall. Not, they can't the block. Right. Yeah, the line is terrible. The line is really bad. And that is where you're looking at the Chiefs in this game who are playing so well on defense. The secondary is good. Their pass rush has been solid. Chris Jones is back. I, I mean, do you think the Jets offense has a prayer against this Chiefs defense? No. I don't. I honestly don't. They, they, who is doing anything for the Jets? I mean, they, they can't block. Like, Brees Hall, you look at his overall numbers, and you go, okay, 154 yards rushing, which is not huge, but 5.9 yards per attempt. And you're like, wow, Brees Hall's having an awesome year. Brees Hall went for 10 and a buck 27 against the Bills, okay, largely because of an 83-yard run. Since then, he has 16 carries for 27 yards. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Nick Allegretti could have 16 carries, 27 yards. Right? Right. I mean, he's done nothing. Garrett Wilson, as great as he is, Garrett Wilson's awesome. And we got to interview him down at the Super Bowl last year, and he was a nice guy, and we root for him, all that. Garrett Wilson has 12 catches for 165 yards in three games, and one of those catches was a 68-yarder. Like You take that out, on the other 11 catches, I'm not getting smart enough to do the math right now. He's Actually, I am. Otherwise, he has 11 catches for 97 yards in three games. Like, they stink. The, the Jets have given up nine sacks. Zach Wilson has thrown two touchdowns and four picks. He's averaging 5.6 yards in attempt, 155.7 yards per game. He has a rating of 57. And that's not a QBR. That's a rating. Like, your rating could be 158.3. His, his rating is 100 points lower than that. And then, by the way, just to drive this home, you look at them defensively. Everybody talks about great start defensively. The Jets have six sacks in three games. Like, I just don't see it. I really don't. I, I really think this has to be a game where the Chiefs just absolutely donate the football game. I, I don't think the Jets are going to have 200 yards of offense in this game. The Chiefs have shut down the Lions and the Jags, and Fields, who say whatever you want about him, is a more talented player than Wilson. He had 99 yards passing in a game they're down 41 nothing. I mean, no, I just I don't see any world. I think the Jets. I honestly think the Chiefs are going to sack him like six times this game. Yeah, it's not good. Um, the, it, funny, I was as I was preparing for the podcast today, I, I was taking a look at the statistics and all that, and I was looking at the QBR. Justin Fields has the worst QBR in the NFL. I can't remember what it was. But it's in the twenties, I think. Not good. Uh, ne- next to last, Zach Wilson. So nice, nice back-to-back uh, challenge here for the Chiefs' defense in terms of signal callers. So um, just do you to think- put a bow on that, it's uh, Fields' QBR is twenty-one. Zach 21. Wilson is twenty-six point seven. By the way, as an interesting note, Joe Burrow is twenty-eighth in the league in QBR. Just a, I mean, obviously, man, is dealing with injuries. But like Trevor Lawrence is twenty-sixth. Um, as bad as the Chiefs' offense was for two-thirds of these games, Mahomes is still fifth. And what's amazing, like. Watching this offense, you big man, they've really struggled this year. He's seventh in passing yardage. They dropped yeah. like 19 passes in week one, and he's seventh in the league in passing yardage. Cousins yeah. first, man's 0-3. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs, and, and they're going up against that defense, like I said, sixth in defensive yards allowed, which which has been kind of – that's – the Chiefs have, all, have under Spagnuolo have usually been pretty good in points allowed. Their yes. goal had been, yeah. hey, Ben, but don't break. Not this year, man. Um, 280 yards per game they're giving up. And and once again, they're good and elite. They're fourth in points allowed. They're, the Chiefs' Correct. defense is giving up 13.3 points a game. I don't think that's going to change. It, I think it would be an upset if the Jets scored 14 points in this game. Well, I mean, the last two weeks have scored 10 each game. Um, by the way, okay, so the Chiefs' defense, yards per play, they're tied for fifth best in the league. Yeah. Um, passing again, so they are – 
pressure rate, they're, I believe, top 10. They're, five, they're, 11, they're 11th in pressure rate. They've only missed 17 tackles, which is toward the bottom of the league, or you know, top of the league, however you want to look at it, one of the better numbers. Um, yards after catch, the Chiefs are seventh in the league in yards after catch. I mean, they just don't I – mean, even in air yards given up, they're sixth. But I think most importantly, quite honestly. So if you look at them on third down and in the red zone, defensively speaking, they are fifth on third down. And in the red zone where they were awful last year, they're tied for fifth. So – and by the way, the Jets have the worst third down offense in the NFL. Chiefs are fifth best defensively. I think that's where this game ends. I think the Jets are like three of 12 or something on offense – and if they can't convert third down against the Chiefs, good night. Because they're not going to do it. They're not going to get the chunk plays to, you know, have a four-play 80-yard drive. Maybe once, that'd be about it. Yeah. Willie Gay Jr. said it, and I know some people took the clip out of context, but it was pretty hilarious. Willie Gay Jr. was asked, when you look at the tape of Zach Wilson and the Jets offense, what do you see? And, and Willie basically said, a team that wants to run the ball. And he didn't mean that. And he, he clarified, he didn't mean that as a slam on the Jets and Zach Wilson, but he said, Hey, look, like they lost Aaron Rodgers, right. And you know, they want, they, what I'm seeing on the tape is that they want to run the ball a lot. I'm assuming that if you're the chiefs and Steve Spagnuolo, that's what you're expecting in this game, right? As a, as a heavy dose of Dobbin Cook and Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah. You're praying. It's a heavy dose of Zach Wilson. I mean, let's be real, right? I mean, yeah. it's no, I, I, I absolutely think if you're the Chiefs, look, the goal should be to stack the box early, take that away, force them into second and third and longs, make them throw the ball on those plays, second and third and long, obvious passing downs, roll a safety over Garrett Wilson, you know, put the clamps on him because there's nobody else to scare you on that team. Let's be real. I mean, Alan Lazard, McCole Harden is barely seen the field. So if you're the Chiefs, you want to put the clamps on, on Garrett Wilson, second and third down and long, and then offensively, I mean, obviously this is the goal, but like you can get up 10 points on them. You can make them have to throw. Game's over. Game's over. I mean, you want to turn this as fast as you can. You want to turn this into Mahomes against Wilson. And when that happens, I mean, the, the, the result's pretty predictable at that point. Do you think Zach Wilson finishes the game? No, I don't. I don't. And I, I've said that. I said on the MMQB and the podcast I do, I, I said, look, I think this is one of these games where, like, I could just see him having, like, four three and outs on the first five drives, and they're down, you know, whatever. 17 nothing, 13 nothing, And Salah's – I mean, it's, they're just getting booed off the field over and over and over. And I, I could just see it being like, all right, we're, we're done. You know, we, we, we got we to gotta get him out of here. I don't know that it would even make a difference. Like, I don't think Tim Boyle is going to come in and rescue the team. Nick Wright had an unbelievable stat the other day that Tim Boyle in college threw one touchdown and 11 picks. That's, that's insane. And yet he's their backup quarterback. But if you're the Jets, you just have – if nothing else, I think you have to at least show like you're willing to try, right? I mean, if 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 Solid goes through this whole game and they lose, pick a score, thirty to six, okay, twenty seven to six, and they don't yank Wilson out of this game, and he has some stat line, he's like ten of thirty for a buck five and two picks, you're gonna have a mutiny. I mean, you're gonna have guys flat out like, look, man, are we trying to win? Like, what are we doing? And if he puts in Boyle, even if Boyle's awful, at least they can say he tried. He tried something. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Wilson's coming out to start the third quarter of this game. Yeah, I. I think this could be it. And you got to think that the prime time pressure on Robert Sala, no doubt, adds to it. Right? Like you're sitting there Sunday night football. You're playing the defending champs. Yeah. The crowd at this point is just the the second Zach Wilson makes any kind of mistake in this game, they're just going to go out of their mind. Fireman Ed is going to, you know, have a coronary there. It's your guy, right? I can't say – my guy. I can't say what I'd like to say about Fireman Ed. Okay? <laughs> Let's just say that I look forward to the obligatory shot of Fireman Ed at the two-minute warning. Yeah. Okay? As everybody else has filed out because the Chiefs are up 33-6, to six, and they show Fireman Ed looking out at the field as though it's like, you know, a shot of Normandy as he's coming in for the invasion. <laughs> um, I'll leave it at that. It's not going to be pretty, I don't think. Um, all right, so what are your keys to the game for the Chiefs in this one, other than show up? I appreciate that somebody asked me if I'm in my local Denny's. I am not. I am in a. I am in my non-local Culver's. Um, <laughs> as uh, I pulled over on my way to Lambeau Field to uh, join all you fine people. The keys of the game, honestly, I, mean, I think it's really easy in this. To me, it's and I just I know every week, but to me, really, really important this week. Don't beat yourselves. Don't turn the ball over. Don't take a ton of penalties. Make the Jets have to beat you. You do that, you're winning this game. That alone, they'll win this game. 
Number two, we talked about it already, limit the run game, right? Don't let Hall go nuts. Even if Hall has a decent game, just don't let him go crazy. Don't let him have a game with you know, 20 carries for 150 yards. Just limit him. And then I think the third biggest thing really is just, you know, just play a smart football game. By that, I just mean if it's, if it's you know, second and six, don't, don't do some stupid, like ultra creative thing where you end up losing nine yards. Like throw the ball to Kelsey, throw a screen. If it's third in a yard, for the love of God, don't put Blake Bell under center. Like run the ball with Pacheco. That's fine. They actually did that with the Bears. I was shocked. Just be smart. You know, defensively, if you're getting home with four, no reason to have an all-out blitz, right? I mean, just rush four, drop your seven, mix your coverages. If the Chiefs play smart and they don't turn the ball over and they just don't let Paul go off, you know, two bills, they should be fine. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's win first down on defense. You know, yep. if you force him into throwing the ball, yeah, get, and 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 then you're going to get a result like you got in that Cowboys game where Zach Wilson was just running for his life with this Chiefs pass rush. Steve Spagnuolo blitzed the crap out of him, and that's going to be probably what. What be careful of the screen passes, stop the run for you know a three four yard gain tops, force them into third medium third and long. I think you're going to be okay on offense. Don't play into like the, what the Jets want to do is make this game ugly. If they can make it ugly, if they can cause some strip sacks, have the Chiefs struggling on offense, that's the only chance they have to score points is to get turnovers. So the Chiefs can't help them out. Mahomes, get rid of the ball, throw it away, be content with punting on a down on a series or two if you need to. Yep. Matriculate the ball down the field, get your points. You know, Mahomes could play this game blindfolded and probably do a better job than Zach Wilson. So I think uh, I think you just got to be careful with the football. They'll be okay. Uh, we'll get to our final score predictions in just a minute, so make sure you stick around for that. Shout out to our guy, Angry Junkin German, for the Super Chat. It says, Bertram days should be a post-work experience from this point forward. Uh, one can't appropriately celebrate old friends from a cubicle. Man wants us to change the whole schedule of the show for you. Well, you keep sending Super Chats, and we split the difference. Uh, I'm in. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. All uh, right. So before we get to our final score predictions, I just wanted to do a, an old segment you and I used to do on the show. It was a lot of fun. We do, busted out throughout the course of the year. We're going to do it again. AFC contenders and pretenders. And uh, I picked the Cleveland Browns this week. Contenders or pretenders? That Browns defense, if you've looked at their rating, outrageous. But there's questions on the other side of the ball. What the do you defense think? is almost number one in everything. Yeah. But I, my problem is, yeah, the other side of the ball. That's the problem. I just could they be the playoff team? Sure, they could be a playoff team. Do I think they're beating a healthy Bengals team, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Bills? No, I don't. The problem is, is I don't care how good you are defensively. When you play those teams I just mentioned, you're giving up points. You just are. In, in today's NFL, this isn't the '90s where you, if you had a great defense, just held everybody to 13 points. Like, can the Browns score 27 points without a ton of help? I don't know. You know, and I, I think the Browns are better than I thought they were. And I love the way they're playing on defense. I wrote about that defense when I went to Cleveland for my training camp tour for Sports Illustrated. I wrote about Jim Schwartz and how I thought he could really change that culture, and he has. Um, but I just – I think at some point when you play those top, top teams, it's just hard. And if you look at the first three weeks, to take nothing away, they played awesome. You played a Titans team that has no offense, a Steelers team that has no offense, and you played the Bengals in a monsoon. And right now with the way Burrow's playing, he had, they have no offense. So it's – I'm curious when the Browns play a team that can really move the ball, what that looks like. I think they're still going to be good defensively, but are they like 85 Bears good? I have my hesitancies there. So I'll say that they're a, they're a pretender, but I think they could be a playoff team. Got it. Yeah, Lauren Shanks asked, does a playoff team equal a contender? I think when I think of contender or pretender this segment, I think not just a playoff team doesn't make you a contender. Yeah, you've got to be, can they win it all? Um, and and. That's why I think this segment is fun because we get to ask about the teams that you're kind of like, I don't know, you know, the other teams we might talk about in the future. Like, is it, what about Baltimore? What about Miami? You know, what, what, who are these teams? So it should be fun as we go throughout the course of the season. I'm with you. Um, I think they're a pretender. That Pittsburgh game was a game that they should have won. Yep. They're, they're a more talented football team, but they lost because Pittsburgh did what the Jets are going to want to do which is played good defense and made the game ugly, and the Browns' offense and Deshaun Watson couldn't overcome it. Now, look, Watson was back last year. You could have given him a pass and said, well, you know, Russ, he hadn't played for a long time. Now he's had a whole offseason at training camp. He did look a little bit better last week. They're going to go as far as he takes them. They have the talent, but 
if he can't play consistently at a high level, they're gonna they're gonna struggle to make it all the way. Did you see that pass you threw backwards last week? I did not. Oh my god, man! You gotta look at it. It's one of the most hilarious yeah. plays I've ever seen. Yeah. He's getting tackled, but he's like facing his own backfield. He got spun around. Man just wails the football at his running back like twenty yards behind the line. It's one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen. I missed that one. I watched oh, most of that game too. Oh, too many fantasy teams I'm trying to keep tabs on. Um, all right, Browns, and most of you seem to uh, agree uh, that the Browns are pretenders. Long season, so we'll see how it all works out. They usually find a way to disappoint their fans. Uh, all right, Jets, Chiefs, final score predictions. You let us know out there on YouTube. Hit that like button and let us know your final score prediction for Chiefs, Jets. Verram, you're the guest. I'll let you go first. Uh, I don't think the Jets can score. I, I Honestly, I don't think they can score. I wouldn't be totally shocked if Chiefs shut them out. I don't think they will. I'm not going to predict that. But I'll say this. I think the score is going to be 30-13, to 13, and I think it's going to be 30-6 to 6 with two minutes left. I, I just I think the Jets defense is good, and I know some Jeff fans might be like 30 points. If you give Mahomes the ball 12 times, 13 times, because you're going three and out, like it's somebody he's scoring. They're just going to score. Um, and they've always oddly been really good against really good defenses. Like it's almost like they get up for that, like it's a challenge for them. You know, I go back to that Niners game last year where everybody yeah. was like, look at that Niners defense, and they just eviscerated them. I mean, the they yeah, the Buccaneers are another one. They have a tendency to just get up for those games on offense, and they kill them. I, I, I'll say 30-6. to six. I think it's one of those games where early it's like 10-0, 10-3, and then Wilson throws like a pick or something, and it's 17-3, and then the wheels kind of fall off. So give me 30-13, to, to uh, 30-13, to 30-6 until it's garbage TV late. Love it. Um, I'm going to go with 28-12 Chiefs. I think it's going to be one of those games where it's just – the Chiefs aren't really they, – they kind of take their foot off the gas after a little while because it's clear that they're going to win, and so they're just kind of cruising, walking, sleepwalking a little bit through the second half. I think 28 points are going to score plenty, but I think the Jets are going to struggle, get a bunch of field goals if they're lucky. You guys are weighing in as well. Uh, Knight Hunter says 42-6 to six Chiefs. Jerome says 27-17 to 17 Chiefs. Uh, Jets get a little Jets get a little run game. I could see that. The Chiefs haven't been dominant against the run. They've been about middle of the pack, upper middle of the pack. Allen F says 38 to 10 KC on the money, 34 to 10. Justin Haynes, 37 to 7. Angry Drunken German says, you know, putting in our backups on D won't make much of a difference. This D is deep. That's that's a fair point. It did make a difference on offense last year or uh, the last game against the Bears. Um, yeah, it looks like Verram froze. The, uh, the 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 cement mixer at Culver's must have kicked in on him. We'll see if we get him back for the end of the show here. But we got his final score prediction, so that's the most important thing. Um, any more final score predictions from you out there in the chat? Yeah, Jay says 30 to 9 Chiefs, uh, warped 30, 34 to 17. <laughs> Chase says, oh, no, he's frozen. He's back. He just, uh, yeah. Hey, that's that Culver's internet, man. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they tried to kick me off the Wi-Fi, so now I'm on the uh, hotspot. Yeah. But it, 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 look, it was great the whole show, so it actually worked out. Yeah. Um, well, we're about done here, Verter. And before we get out of here, we've got Patty's Power Rankings. I polled our members in the private Discord, our Ring of Honor group. Uh, if you guys are interested in becoming part of the Chiefs community that we have here, we'll be watching Thursday Night Football tonight in the Discord. There's all kinds of events, Fantasy Football League that I'm dominating in. I mean, I'm 2 and one I'm doing well. We've got a good team. Uh, then check out the link in the description. We'd love to get to know you. Patty's power rankings this week is from KCDC. He wants us to rank our best and worst NFL commenters, best or worst NFL commentators, current or all time. Okay. All righty. You don't have to throw anybody under the bus. You can, you can just give me your, you can give no, me I'll your. I'll throw people under the bus. That's fine. Okay. All right. um, but I'm going to do former because I might actually have to run into these people these days. Um, and so I want to be respectful. Sure. My, I'll give you my favorites. Okay, so my favorite all-time NFL commentator was Dick Enberg. I love yeah. listening to Dick Enberg. He's number one for me. Uh, just thought he did a great job. Number two would be Al Michaels. I think Al Michaels is phenomenal. And then number three, and I'm not even going to separate them because I can't in my mind, is Summerall and Madden. Like, they just – and I know that's like blasphemy for some people. They have to be number one. For me, you know, I was always an AFC kid growing up, so I, like a lot of times I, I watched Dick Enberg more than I watched those guys. So that would be the top three. As far as the worst three, um, can I just split the gold medal between Joe Theismann and, and Paul McGuire? They were on the same booth. <laughs> Both of them yeah. were, were just absolutely atrocious, embarrassing, yeah. shameful. 
um, McGuire especially. Number two, because uh, those two are 1A, 1B. I can't separate those two either. The same booth. Dan Fouts always had a way of just like, – I felt like he was like, – and I will say this. I've met Dan a few times. Couldn't be a nicer guy. But as an announcer, it just always felt like he was like a little bit checked out. Like, yeah, I kind of care. I don't really care, whatever. And then the third one. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who was like, oh, man. Actually, yeah, all right. So uh, I hate to say it, but Jason Witten was pretty rough. Mm. Jason Witten was pretty rough. That ESPN booth there they had for a while, like, and he was there for a year. And again, like a nice guy. I think he tried really hard, but just it just it just didn't work out. Just wasn't wasn't his forte. Yeah, sometimes people need reps, and sometimes they don't get them. I I remember when yeah. Trent Green started doing preseason games for the Chiefs. He was, he was rough at first. He was he got really yeah, and now he's excellent. So uh, shout out to Trent Green, uh, former Chiefs doing doing well. You got um, Matt, uh, Matt Castle is doing yep. some uh, doing some TV. Alex Smith, Trent Green's out there. Um, look, I'm not going to throw, I'm not a big hater, but I got to go Dennis Miller for my worst ever when he was on Monday night football. Do you remember that? What a disaster. Just absolutely awful. Um, my three are the same as yours. Um, and, and really the same order. Al Michaels three for me, um, Madden and Summerall are are two for me. They're, they're, they're just like football Thanksgiving for me growing up. Um, those sounds are are so nostalgic and and I'm with you. Dick Enberg, uh, loved him favorite of all time. He could call anything. He would do the masters. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. And remember his last game was that game against the Denver Broncos where Jamal Charles arrived and, uh, and went off. And that was, uh, it was nice to have Dick calling that, uh, that kind of classic. Yeah. Yeah, he was terrific. May he rest in peace. Um, he is dead, right? I'm pretty sure he died. Yes, yeah. he's passed away. Yeah, he passed away. Unfortunately, by the way, his, want... book, his book was awesome. His book, I have to get that. I have to get my hands on that. Exactly. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Matt Verderham and and uh, and Lance, his father, who pulled up. Is, is he? Is Lance just going to town? How you doing, sir? Good to see you. <laughs> Go Chiefs. Um, we're going to get, I'm going to have to get your, when I can't have you on the show, I'm just going to have to book your old man. That's fine. He's staying oh, with me uh, for the next like three weeks. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, great. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll get him oh, on. Honestly, best game would either be celebratory or just screaming. Yeah, right. <laughs> Indeed. Um, thank you to producer Richard. Thank you to all of our members for your constant support. Again, if you're interested in becoming a member of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, check out that link in the description below and check out our special deal with DraftKings and use that code Arrowhead. For producer Richard, for Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. We will see you on Sunday for our Chiefs pregame show ahead of Sunday Night Football. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.